You're listening to the Counterculture Mom Show. Our kids are under fire every day with the media and pop culture persuading them to give up their faith and Christian values. Stay tuned now as former Hollywood actress and pop culture expert Tina Griffin helps you counter these messages and safely navigate today's pop culture chaos. Our culture is filled with fatherless families and children suffering from wounds that their fathers have inflicted. Our next guest has written an amazing book to help these kids and their dads end that cycle. It's called Ending the Cycle of Father Wounds, and it's what every dad needs to break free from chains of darkness or abuse from his past. This is the Counterculture Mom Show. I'm your host, Tina Griffin, and this is our home run episode of the Father's Day Fatherhood Series. Our next guest is a man on a mission and a former business executive. He is pastored in three different states and is former president and CEO of one of America's largest mission organizations, the North American Mission Board. I'm with Dr. Bob Record. Dr. Bob, how are you doing today? I'm great, Tina. What an honor and privilege to be with you, and thank you. Absolutely. Thank you for coming on the program. You're founder of Total Life Impact Ministries. You're celebrating 50 years of marriage with your wife, Cheryl, this December. That is something to celebrate. Hello. Well, thank you. It says a lot for my joy and a ton for her perseverance. Uh, That's really, really funny. (laughs) So you do comedy on the side, too. That's so funny. Okay. I have to ask you, where are you taking her? You know, we haven't decided yet because we have uh, kids in Texas, in Georgia, and one serving our country in uh, Cairo, Egypt. And so we're trying to work out a whole lot of different moving pieces. So we don't know yet. I bet. You just have all your kids come to you. This this way you don't have to travel <laughs> and work hard. Just set up the buffet at your place. Let me know when it is. I know it's December and we'll come join you guys too. You'll not, you won't even know we're there because you have three grown kids you're a granddad to five. You wouldn't even see us there. Yeah, it'd be a deal. We'd love to have you. That, that'd be awesome. I love when I invite myself over because it's always interesting to see how my guest is going to respond to that. Uh, is she serious? Our, our door is wide open to you, girl, anytime. That is so fantastic. We just got to know each other. I knew I would like you off the bat. Bob, your own father gave you up for adoption, and your adopted father also had issues of his own. How did this childhood experience impact your passion for fatherless ministry today? (laughs) That's a great question. Well, uh, my mom, my biological, was encouraged to give me up during carrying me because her health started to decline and doctors said she was in trouble. But she believed that life was God's gift and he only had the right to give it and take it. So she took me to uh, term, and that cost her a lot, Tina, because 11 months later, she died. That left me and uh, two older brothers with an alcoholic dad who didn't know what to do with us, wasn't even sure he wanted us. And so we got thrown around a lot from place to place and house to house, and whoever would take us off his hands until he felt guilty, and then he'd take us back. And if nobody would take us, there was always closets and everything else to put us in until he got back from his his parting. Uh, I would later get okay, a doctor. Okay, wait. No, no, no. Yeah, yeah. Dr. Bob, did you say that he would put you in closets till he came back from his partying sprees? Yeah, among other places, yeah. <sighs> yeah. You should have warned me ahead of time. I'm going to have to... I, I, what, how did you, how did you survive that? What was the environment like? You, there, you said there was three of you siblings? Right. He did that to yeah, all? Yeah, we got, th- 
Yeah, we got thrown around all from the East Coast to the Midwest. Uh, we would finally be taken by other families at that point. And uh, my two older brothers would go one direction, I'd go another. And we wouldn't find each other until I was 20. And uh, that was, um, in answer to your question, I would say the hand of God. How, how did we survive or get through or go on? Uh, God says that he knows us even in our mother's womb and calls us by name and he knits us together there. So even when things look pretty rough and tough, uh, God's working in many, many ways that we may not be able to visibly see. And Tina, all of us need to remember that just because God may seem to be silent in circumstances never means that God is absent. God is busily at work. How did you get through your childhood years being shoved in a closet or God knows where else cages? I'm afraid to ask you. Yeah, that was, that was, yeah, that was the early years later uh, when I got adopted. Uh, you know, you would think, wow, what a wonderful end of the story. But uh, my adopted mom and dad carried a whole lot of baggage. She had been raised in a very strict legalistic Christian home where it was all about rules. He didn't even know how to spell Christ or Christian. Uh, he had been the result of a statutory rape of a 45-year-old man with a 15-year-old girl. And then he had been thrown to his alcoholic grandparents. Was in a gang by the time he was 15, critically stabbed by the time he was 16 eloped with the uh, young woman who had been raised in a very strict Christian home. And then they had tried to have four children. All four had died, uh, three from miscarriage, the fourth from stillbirth that almost took the wife's life. But they still wanted children. And that's when they heard about the kids that had been thrown around everywhere and went. And I was the only one left. And they took me and it gave me a chance that I would never have otherwise had. And, you know, the doctor, when he first saw me, I was uh, covered in my body with a disease called impetigo. It's a filth-based uh, disease or, or situation that looks like leprosy. It can, it can be really bad uh, because it's just from filth. Uh, that covered about 65 70% of my body. And, oh, and when the you doctor... So you had this because you were in the environment of your biological yeah. father and you were super dirty, physically dirty from. Well, yeah. How yeah. Hadn't, hadn't been cleaned for weeks. Uh, and, you know, then it was rare, but he, he was sort of out of the picture to some degree by then, except using me as a bargaining chip with women that he wanted to, to get a relationship with. Um, but when, I, I was uh, taken to the doctor just for observation to see if I could be adopted. Uh, the first thing he said to me was, my God, what do you want pointing to me with that? Because I was filthy, I was smelly, et cetera. And you know, the sad part, counterculture mom, and thank God for you, is that in our culture, if you don't have beauty or bucks or brains or brawn, you can easily be relegated to an it or a that rather than a he or a she. So the lady who had become my adopted mom, Tina, looked at that doctor and said, we may not have many, many uh, amounts of money. We may not have any education. And we've lost four of our own kids. 
But one thing we do have is if somebody like us doesn't give him the chance to have a life that God created for him, then he won't live long enough to find out what that purpose was. Well, that was a game changer. And even though they brought a lot of baggage and there was a lot of challenge and and we had to work through a lot of stuff, um, that gave me an opportunity I would never have had otherwise. I probably wouldn't be talking to you here today. It makes me want to go out and adopt a bunch of kids. I'm just... I'm just floored by what happens to to children and what happened to you and what's happening to our kids in our country today. It blows my mind what is going on. The attack from the enemy is is strong, but God is so much stronger. We have to be so diligent that we're doing exactly what God's called us to do. So anyone tuning in right now, if God's tucking at your heart to go adopt some kids, do it, please. Obviously, my question asking you about why you got into a heart and passion on helping other fatherless kids. That is very evident. That was a mic drop answer, something I did not expect. Um, well, Tina, we all need to remember that every night, every night in our nation, one out of four kids go to bed without any kind of dad at home. One out of three go to bed without a biological dad, go into the African-American community, and it gets to about 65 to 72%, including the inner city. And you got a whole lot of hurt and trauma and difficulty and challenge that those kids need to overcome. But I want to bring back a point of hope. So yes, I went through a lot of challenge, but probably not near as much as a whole lot of other kids. And the Bible says in Jeremiah 29, 11, I know the plans I have for you, says the Lord, mm-hmm. plans to prosper you, never to harm you, but to always give you a hope and a good future. And see, even when he seemed silent, God was busily at work. And so now I get to celebrate 50 years of marriage. Now I get to celebrate three grown kids. Now I'm the proud grandpa of five. And so, you know, God was always busy, and he's always busy in those kids' lives that are going through really tough stuff. Absolutely. I, I don't even want to stop for commercial break, but we got to get them in the mix because they are the number one reason why we have you on today right now. More from Dr. Bob right after this word from our sponsor. We are in a cancel culture. Is your money safe? Are you holding it in a place that shares your conservative Christian values? If your funds are not with a financial institution that shares your values, they may be in jeopardy if you are not in agreement with their secular values. American Christians could lose billions of charitable donations without even knowing it. Capstone Legacy Foundation's charter ensures that we follow donor intent. Please go to capstonelegacy.org to help us see if you need to change where you are holding your assets for planned giving. That's capstonelegacy.org. All right, Bob, I have to ask you, you, um, of course, have your own kids, you have grandkids, everything that happened to you in your life, how did that affect your own fathering experience with your own kids? That's a great question. Real quickly, I'll tell you, I was scared spitless Mm. because the first baby I ever held, Tina, was mine. Mm. And it didn't come with a uh, instruction owner's manual at all. (laughs) And I thought, what do I do? Because my dad, my adopted dad, my, my biological dad was a mess. But my adopted dad, 
felt like if I provide for you, that tells you I love you. You don't need much anything else. You've seen that a lot. And so now I was a dad and I'm thinking, what now? <laughs> so I had to grow a lot. I had to learn a lot. I had to look for mentors. I, I would go looking for men who, when I saw what they did with their kids, that's what I wish I knew how to do. And I just go to them and say, can I just learn from you? Will you teach me? Can I watch you do what you do? Because I had no idea. Were they so. pretty receptive? Like, hey, yeah, come on over. We'll do a barbecue. I'll give you the load down. <laughs> or if it's like a farmer, you're helping out in the field and kind of showing your kid. And, and also just getting together, not just like work related, but relationship related. Because a lot of kids today, they would rather live in a less expensive mansion or huge house and have one less vehicle to have their parents pay attention to them, to have their dads in their life. So what was the response when you asked guys for help when you had your baby in your arms for the first time? Yeah, well, it was always different. Some some said, you know, I don't know anything to tell you, or I don't know where to give you instruction. Others <laughs> said, feel free to watch me, ask me questions, etc. And it went the whole spectrum in between. So I just had to find who was receptive and who wasn't. And I would learn a lot of times, not even by going and actually asking some of the guys I learned a lot from, but watching because it was obvious that what they were doing worked. And I wanted to find out how to do that. What do you think is the major issue in the last 10 to 20 years? Because when my dad raised me, yeah, it was hard work, but he also spent time with me. It wasn't a ton, but it still was great when it happened. I mean, we grew up on a farm, so we were working 24 seven practically. But you look yeah. at the kids today and it seems like there's a major breakdown with, since it's Father's Day, I could say parents, but just honing on the fathers for today, with the fathers spending time with their kids or not there, what do you think is the reason for the havoc in the home today? Well, you nailed it. Uh, there is havoc in the home today. And, and part of the reasons is because of so many of the conveniences we have when the urban revolution came in and people moved to uh, the suburbs, that took them away from the farm you grew up on. And there you had built in time with mom and dad. You worked, you ate together, you rose together, you did chores together, you celebrated together, you grieved together. But when we moved to the urban scene, Yes, there were more jobs, but that meant dad had to get up earlier and go away to the job. He got home later. Many times the kids were already going to bed or in bed. And many dads left wounds, not because they intentionally gave them, but because they unintentionally gave them. And they weren't realizing what was happening because of the time factor that you so well pointed out. You have to actually talk. And many parents have said to me, I mean, it's a crazy question, Tina, but what do we say? Well, ask them how their day was. Ask them who their best friends are. What did they enjoy most about the school day today? What are they looking forward about for the next week? Just ask them open-ended questions. Don't ask them yes or no questions. Ask them questions they have to answer and put in their own words. We're going to watch your fantastic interview here on the 700 Club. Check this out, everybody. Bob Record is an author and the founder and chairman of Total Life Impact Ministries. He's also the former president of the Home Mission Board of the Southern Baptist Convention. Growing up, 
Bob's mother died when he was a young child, leaving him with an alcoholic father who would eventually give him up for adoption. In his book, Ending the Cycle of Father Wounds, Bob shares his devastating story, how he found healing from past wounds, and gives practical suggestions to help you do the same. As I'm doing this series, and you're the last one that I uh, recorded in this four-part series, I am realizing the importance of why God wants families to have a mom and a dad more than ever before. I learned so much by hearing all of your stories. But whatever we can do to get a father figure in that home and to keep a marriage strong and to wait to have sex until marriage and have children the way that God wanted us to have it is is the we can see the reason why because if we don't do what God's called us to do we have chaos and turmoil and I don't want anyone robbed from what God wants us to experience while we're on his earth until he comes back Tina I want to I want to just share with you that 50 years ago 42% of our homes were nuclear traditional families in America. Today, 22%, not 42%, 22% are. We are 16% below enough fertility rate in our nation just to replace the people that are dying. And so as a result, because of the breakdown of the family and because of dads not being present for so much, there's so much challenge ahead but we can turn this corner. It just takes all of us doing our part. And when a dad is present, when a dad is engaged, there is a vast difference in that child. The child is healthier. The child has better social relationships. The child does better at school. The child has basic and better verbal skills. They have greater capacity for empathy of others. They have greater capacity for self-control. And in a nation, that depends on a government who is self-governed, that's pretty important. How do other people listening to this right now, if they had a similar past like you did, how do they deal with their father wounds and stop this generational curse from becoming multi-generational? That's a great and powerful question. I would say a few things. Number one, if you had a father wound from a dad, a stepdad, an adopted dad, or a father figure in your life, it doesn't just mean that it happened intentionally. Father wounds can be caused unintentionally every bit as much as intentional. Second, what is a father wound? I get asked that a lot. Well, think of a physical wound. A physical wound is when the surface skin membrane of our body is injured, and because of that, access is allowed to the tissue underlying it, and there is the damage. When that tissue is damaged, it's either got to be cleaned, cared for, and restored, or infection will set in, and sooner or later, that infection will wreak havoc. That's exactly the same thing as a father wound. By what a dad does or does not do, whether intentionally or unintentionally, there becomes a wound to the soul and the heart. And when that happens, it's got to be cared for, cleansed, and restored God's way, or frankly, there's no other way. And when it is, it can heal and you can go forward. But when it isn't, infection will start below the surface, and it may not show immediately, 
but you give it time and it will. So dads, I want to say to you, stepdad, adopted dad, granddad, it's never, ever too late. And if you take the initiative, you just may be surprised what comes out of it. Bob, you made me into a complete wreck for this time together today. It's I just, I thank you for your expertise. Thank you for being raw and real. You ha- you gave me so many things that I want to revamp and do different in my own life. And I know people out there are tuning in and watching this and listening to this. If you're listening to this, you have to tune in and watch it. Go to counterculturemom.com. Click on our episode th- series this week on fatherhood. You have revamped the way I parent. I like want to jump off and quickly hang out with my kids. That's how awesome this was to me. Unbelievable. Okay, don't go anywhere, anybody. We're going to find out how to get your hands on a copy of Bob's book right after a word from our sponsor. Anxiety is at an all-time high, causing restlessness and paralyzing panic attacks. There is hope. A revolutionary product that brings healing and relieves symptoms of anxiety by harnessing the body's own electrical fields in conjunction with a pre-programmed patch. The Restore Patch is an all-natural, drug-free, wearable patch, and it's risk-free with a 60-day money-back guarantee. Check out RestorePatch.com and get 10% off using promo code TINA at checkout. Stop feeling overwhelmed, fearful, and anxious with Restore Patch. Okay, everybody, you heard what Bob had to say today. You're probably a wreck just like myself. Get a copy of his Ending the Cycle of Father Wounds. And if you know a dad who would be blessed by this book, get it for them for Father's Day by grabbing a copy on Bob's website. It's BobRecord.com. Bob, what can we all find on your fantastic website? Uh, You can find there things that I do. Uh, I speak a lot for life and protecting life and raise money to help pregnancy resource centers do so across the nation. I speak to men's conferences about 325,000 in the last uh, 15 years. Uh, Cheryl and I do uh, marriage conferences, and uh, we probably are going to start pretty soon doing active adult conferences. So we're looking forward to that. And I want to say to dads as I leave, Tina, uh, take time. Remember that every boy is born with a DNA that wonders and questions, will I measure up? Will my dad feel that I have what it takes? Every little girl grows with a DNA that says, does my dad love me? Does he cherish me? Does he think I'm special just the way I am? Does he even think I'm pretty? That's why every man's greatest fear is inadequacy. Every man's greatest need is adequacy. Every girl's greatest fear, woman's, is insecurity. But her greatest need is to feel and sense security. So dads, you have a great opportunity here with Father's Day coming up for your boys, put your arm around them, tell them how proud you are of them, how they measure up, how you see them becoming the young men you want them to be, how you are so proud to be their dad. That's key for a daughter where you put your arm around the boy or you high five or slap his back for the girl, put your arm around her and hug her. Hold her tight, because dads, if you don't, somebody else will. And then tell her that she's beautiful. 
tell her that you are so privileged and honored to be her dad. Tell her that you want her to be the most secure young woman in all the world and to know that there's nothing that she can't ever come to you for or about. You got a great opportunity. It's a natural, so take advantage of it. This is just absolutely phenomenal information. I have to also do a quick shout out for you, Bob, here that you have a brand new podcast series that has just been launched. It's called The Adventure of Being a Dad, The Good and the Bad. People have to grab onto that and listen to it because I could listen to you seriously all day long. You have so much great insight. You can head to the link in the show notes to listen or simply scan the QR code right here on your screen. Bob, thank you so much for everything you've shared today. People tuning into this episode, please share it with other people. So many people are hurting today or they're wanting guidance on how to parent in the midst of COVID. So it might just be people wanting expertise. They want to be the best dad as possible or get back on track. Regardless, send them to this show. Counterculturemom.com is where you can download this series for this week. Watch it with your friends, share it with everybody. And if you have a guest idea, topic idea, please shoot it our direction at show at counterculturemom.com. You are one phenomenal human being. I, I want to dig in for five hours about what you lived through as a child, but praise God you're alive today and you're doing what God has called you to do to help save other children and guide other fathers down the right way of how God wants us to parent our kids. Keep at it, Thank Bob. You. Keep at it. Let's keep going against the culture, okay? Got that right. I'm right by your side, Bob. Thanks for joining us for the Counterculture Mom Show with your host, Tina Griffin. For over two decades, Tina has traveled the globe exposing how pop culture is glamorizing harmful behaviors without showing the consequences and how these messages are wreaking havoc on today's youth. Through radio, TV, podcasts, and our app, Counterculture Ministries is reaching millions every week with a biblically-based message for hope for today's teens and their parents. But we can't do that without your faithful prayer and financial investment. If you appreciate the ministry of Tina and Counterculture Ministries, would you prayerfully consider a generous gift right now? We have a donor matching dollar for dollar. You can give securely online by visiting counterculturemom.com or by texting the word DONATE to the number 55444. That's counterculturemom.com or text the word DONATE to the number 55444. Every dollar is doubled. If you love this show, you can stay up to date on the latest critical issues affecting your family by catching all of our weekly episodes with resource links, signing up for our e-newsletter, and downloading our Counterculture Mom app, where you get timely pop culture alerts. Visit counterculturemom.com for more details. And be sure to join us next week for another edition of the Counterculture Mom Show with Tina Griffin, where we are rewriting Hollywood script for our kids. 